the boss scolded me pretty badly and I'm stressed because I have to face them again tomorrow. Oh my gosh, wow. So I work doing live events, concerts, sports games, etc. Recently I got a call to work at a concert. I'm a trainee, so I'm learning how everything works. I got a call to work at a concert. Everything was going just fine until one of the people in charge came up to me and gave me a terrible scolding. Oh my gosh, being scolded like by your aunt or like by your stepmom. It makes me think of Harry Potter. Slapped on the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Whipped with a wand. <laughs> Go and sleep under the cupboard. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Needless to say, I was in shock and pretty down. The boss then told me that tomorrow they'll crack the whip whoosh, on me to make sure I'm doing what I'm being paid for. I didn't know what to do or what to even say. I've never been scolded this bad at work. I just whispered, copy, and they left. I know in this industry you've got to have a tough skin, but this really got to me, I guess because I wasn't expecting it. No one told me that I wasn't doing my job properly, nor did they suggest that I was doing my job properly. How can you suggest that? It's a bit weird. Anyway, in fact, people were pretty friendly and thanking me for helping out. I was 10 minutes late, to which I apologised profoundly. It is true that I'm not running around like the other workers that have been doing this all their lives, but that's because I don't want to get in their way, which is what they usually tell me when I'm trying to help. Can you imagine that? Hey, Matt, can I help you? You're getting in my way. Oh, gosh. Wow. All right. I'll, I'll, I won't come and offer to help. I'll just stay out of the way in the future then. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be nice, would it? So anyway, usually I would just forget about the scolding and move on. But I'm working with this person tomorrow and I'm really stressed about it. I just know they're going to be extra tough on me. I'm almost afraid to show up tomorrow because I know they're going to put me to do work I'm not comfortable with and not ready for. Like lying on a bed of nails, something like that? I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I can complain either because then I'll be blacklisted by this person. Can you imagine just going around with a list of people's names in your pocket? Right, adding Matt. Blacklisted. There you go, on the list, Matt. You may be hunted. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm sending an early-aged Clint Eastwood after you to get you if you're on my blacklist. I don't know what to do. If I don't show up, I'll be blacklisted too. Wow, what a story, Matt. What's your takeaway from that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, they're a trainee. They were 10 minutes late. They're a low person on the totem pole. They probably deserved it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They should just send them out to face the firing squad now, right? <laughs> Listen, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So you're showing up late on the first day. Yeah, you're probably going to get scolded. Do you know what the kind of business operation I like? A nice front door that's warm and friendly, welcome into the business. And then I like to have a Sweeney Todd style back door to the business. <laughs> so if an employee is not performing, just it's all right. Just come and sit over here, Matt. Just sit down. And then I... Pull the lever. Rah, get rid of them. Hi, uh, yes. Clint Eastwood? Yes, bring your shotgun, please. 
So, oh yeah, I mean, being scolded, that's really strong though, being described as scolded at work. I mean, like, I might use words like being told off or disciplined or stern words, but scolded, wow. I hope they, like, didn't get a ruler out and were literally hitting them on the, you know, on the <laughs> wrist. Bit of the old corporal punishment. <laughs> For sure. So one of the things that strikes me here is, like, that the person is new. And being new in a business is is can be challenging, right? Because not all companies work the same way. Not all companies have a good onboarding process. Sometimes, and actually I've, I have found this a lot in the past, I would just be dumped into a job. They spend ages picking the right person, make sure you're right for the job, and you jump through those hoops to get the job. Then you turn up and then they go, oh, we're all too busy right now. Just work it out for yourself. That seems to happen. And then you muddle through the first week with everyone wondering why you're there. Who's this new guy in the office? He's just in the way. He doesn't know anything. And then you ask to help. And then they're like, stay out of our way. You don't know anything. Everything's going to take much longer. And what this speaks to me about is actually there's not been a very good onboarding process for you into the business. And I think it could be really helpful for you to reach out to the HR person or like a friendly leader in the business and just ask for an introduction into the business and an understanding of what is actually expected of you. That's right. Number one challenge in any business is unclear expectations. So that's a great question to be asked here about this post. What were the expectations? How clear were they? How many were there? How, how familiar are they with the team they're going to be working with, with the responsibilities that they have, with the growth and scale of their responsibilities. And, and of course, that, that's a bigger picture thing, and that, that can be quite robust. But we're talking day one. So uh, were expectations set? Was it more than just, hey, show up and we'll figure it out as we go? So I think you're right. You know, talking to the powers that be and did I hit the mark? Did I miss the mark? Obviously, they were 10 minutes, 10 minutes late, so they did miss the mark. But that's a no-brainer. And that's a bad look for anybody uh, on their first day. But, you know, what, were there other things that contributed to that boss scolding them? Because just showing up late, you know, and for another boss to say, hey, you're fine. There, there may be other things at play here that weren't necessarily shared. Yeah, I mean, you never have all the picture, especially if you're a trainee and you're quite and you're quite a young person. All right. There's no there's no I don't see any difference between being a young and old person apart from the experience. Right. Like when you're a bit older and around the block a bit you'd have seen some of these situations before and be a bit more familiar with the human psychology behind people but when you're young and you're fresh-faced and you're in a business and all of a sudden you hit that hard wall of business where people are just too busy or just too self-interested to care about you like a teacher would or your lecturer would then yeah that can that can be a bit hard you could also try and make friends with some of the people who are of the same rank with you. That could be a strong mm -hmm. thing to do because buddying up with someone at work could help you get through those first few weeks and months as well. Because not only because they share advice and tips with you about what you should do and helpful ways to get through your day, but just that camaraderie as well. You know, I think that's powerful. Don't you think, Matt? Yeah, for sure. And I also think it's worth keeping in mind personality types and communication styles, right? The basics, because this person feels scolded, right? They're afraid they're about to be blacklisted. They've got all this fear and anxiety about showing up to work tomorrow because, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to encounter this person. But maybe that person didn't even feel like they scolded the employee. 
maybe maybe they're not even aware that that teammate is nervous or that that employee is having all this anxiety. They just felt like, hey, I just told them what they did wrong and they've moved on with their life. So, you know, understanding personality types, communication styles and the differences there, the dynamics, which personalities are naturally attracted to one another, which are quite different and might have some some friction at times. That could go a long way to smoothing things over and to helping reduce some of this fear and anxiety that this person's having. That's a great point. Yeah, understanding that things are a matter of perspective That's right. is really helpful because people come at things from different perspectives. I mean, when I was a green 21-year-old, I would probably would have felt like any kind of word said to me was probably a bit harsher than I do now, whereas I'm a bit more like tougher and rougher right now and things bounce off me a little bit more now because, you know, rightly or wrongly, they do. So, yeah, Matt, Matt's 100% right. It's helpful to have perspective. I also think that it's good to sit down and really have a conversation and try to get to know people as well. I think if you can try and develop relationships with people in, in the business, then that could be really helpful for you. And that's actually something that I didn't learn early on in business life, the power of developing relationships with people. If you treat it as more than just a job, and show that you actually care about the place and show that you care to build relationships with people, then they'll probably reciprocate and want to invest time in you as well and start seeing the good in you as well. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually an excellent point. And it speaks to being that conscious connector, building those foundations of trust. What do you think, in your opinion, is a good way or maybe a good first step someone can take if they're looking to cross that bridge and maybe build a deeper relationship with a teammate or a coworker, Shut up and listen. Literally, people aren't good at listening. People suck at listening. I would, say, <laughs> I would go so far as to say 99% of the population are terrible at listening. So you can completely change yourself and your ability to build relationships with people by becoming an amazing listener. And all that's required to do that is literally stop talking, ask a person a relevant, interesting question. Normally a what question is a good question to ask because a why question can sound like a blaming question. Like, that's why right. did you choose that? you like, yeah. If you say like, why did you choose that software? People are like, what do you mean why did I choose that? Like, it's easy for them to think the question is about them rather than, the software. Whereas you, if you were to say, what were you thinking about when you chose that specific software? You know, what were the parameters? Then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, because we had to put it in 10 different warehouses and it was going to be economical to do that. So ask what questions and then really listen to people and start to show that you care and that you can pay attention to them. And then when they do that, my gosh, they will pay that attention back to you tenfold and it will allow you to accelerate your relationships within the business. What a great point. The quality of your experience is dependent upon the quality of the questions that you ask. Who, what, yeah. where, when, and how. All fair game, but be careful with that why. That's a great point. Awesome. For work's sake. For work's sake. 